Modified Podcast Activate. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 80 of Lost in Translation Mon. I'm May. And I'm Jay. And this week we watched When is a Mon? Justimon. Or the invigorating ultimate warrior Justimon arrives. And his kingdom for a horse. Or save Dukemon, Granny Scramble. For Digi News this week, there was a bit of Digi News. First of all, the Omega Reboot model kit is going to be re-released. So, and it's previously been quite expensive on eBay. So now that there's like a re-release, it'll hopefully be cheaper if anyone was interested in getting the model kit. It's a model kit, so I don't have the patience or the dexterity to have a model kit. It's pretty cool though. Is it coloured or you have to paint it yourself? I don't know. I know nothing. This is one of the few things I know any like I don't know anything about it, in the digital world. If it is coloured but just requires construction, I'll build it. Yeah, but you also said that you'd build that Halo Five. That thing was made metal of metal figure. and terrible. I really want it though. It's really cool looking. Yeah, that thing sucked. And there was also a short five minute video for Next Order, but it's for the PS4 version, which is coming out next year in Japan. So they're basically showcasing how much better it looks on the PS4 to the Vita, which makes me ask, why not just put it on the PS4 to start with? They're right, what they were actually saying, it, well, you know what it was, very clearly? What? It's, well, the video one's not nearly as good, so we'll put that up first. People will buy it out of hunger, and then, oh, the PS4 one's so much better, you probably should buy it again. Yeah, they basically said, hey, you know that thing you bought, like, in April of this year? That thing sucks. Look how terrible it looks in comparison, and that's basically what they did in the V-Jump. In a few issues of V-Jump that I've seen, they go, hey, look at this screenshot. Look how bad it looks in Vita. You must have been stupid to buy that one, right? <laughs> and, yeah, so we're only getting the PS4 version. You should buy version. 14 copies of this game like May did. No. Cybersleuth, I... you, t- you bought, like, five. Cybersleuth, I... no, I bought three. And you have one of those copies. Oh, I thought you bought, like, five. No, I bought it digitally so I can have a day one, and then I bought two fi- the physical for PS4 and Vita, and okay. which I can't use PS4 because I've got the DLC installed. For the Vita one, so I can't do crossplay, which and I don't because I don't have the DLC for the PS4 version. Oh no! It's really really upsetting because I wanted you to start it. again. I could, but I also want to do new, new game plus with the PSVR. Right. <laughs> anyway, so yep, next order. The people, some people were upset that it's not getting a Vita release in English, but I've played it on the Vita, and let me tell you, it is like it's quite laggy, and it's laggy than it should bad. be. And I think CyberSleuth had a slight problem with lag, but this is every loading screen takes so much longer than it should. And just do so, the share play thing from the PS4; you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Which is, but that that means people have to have a PS4 and a Vita. Yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah, which and so if you want to have it on your Vita, do share play. If you have a PS4 as well. For Lost News Lately Mon, we've started releasing our end of season questions. So we released two of them, which is about character development and character differences between the dub and the sub. And the other question is about the partnership between the Tamers and the the partner Digimon. And of course, I've put these on our social media, but I've also put this on our With the Will thread, which I will link in the description and in the link dump, obviously. And for the last bit of Lost News Lately Mon, we have a new animation from Chisai. It's so good. And it's probably the listener favourite, which is Jay's outburst about Black or Greymon. And it's amazing. And oh my god. It has colours in it too. I'm really hyped. Chisai is amazing. 
and oh my god, I'm so happy. Thank you so much for putting in so much time and effort. And seriously, guys, if you haven't seen it yet, please check it out. I will link it in the description. I will link in a link dump. I will forever link it. I will forever talk about it because I love all of Chisai's animations. So thank you so much. They're amazing. And on to Obnoxious Synopsis. The first episode that we're watching this week is called When is a Mon Justimon? Or The Invigorating Ultimate Warrior Justimon Arrives. What do you think will happen this episode? I guess there's a thing called Justimon, but like I don't know what that could be. My oh, Justimon is the thing with the um with the scarf. Right, I knew that. I knew that. It's fine. Yep, it's good. Um he's ultimate level, I guess. And he arrives. <laughs> he sure is there. This feels really weird. This is like when Cyberdramon first showed up and you're like, "Are you Do you have a point here or are you just around?" And the answer is no. Right. I can't I can't imagine this Digimon doing anything serious cuz I would be I would be upset if we if the problem was posed and it's like look at this big Reaper thing it's a problem and then at the end of the season they're like look it's a new Digimon who just randomly showed up and solved the problem. What do you think will annoy you in this episode? As sort of just indicated, I would be really annoyed if this Justimon was not foreshadowed anyway, and I don't think they were, and at the same time sort of is incredibly effective and crucial to the kids solving the problem. I don't like the idea that they were just handed the solution at the end when the problem was overwhelming. They should have come up with something creative. How important to the plot do you think he'll be? Okay, I think... I think it will be nothing, but I'm afraid it will be very. Where do you think he came from? I I mean, my my best guess is he's an alternate evolution of Ryo's Digimon. What do you mean? Wait, did you say alternate or ultimate? I don't know. What level was Cybertramon? Perfect. Or ultimate in the dub. Because, but no, I'm just... I then then I, it's I, an alternate. I, I didn't hear what you said. I wasn't sure if you said ultimate or alternate. Well, I was clarifying, yep. and I just answered. It's okay. alternate... Because it got over the Millennium Mon thing already. Okay, so you think this is another perfect level Digimon? Well, it says it's an ultimate. So you He's think the ultimate warrior. So you think it's what Cyberdramon evolves into? Yes. Okay, so it's not alternate, it's ultimate. But that one was also ultimate, wasn't it? No, Cyberdramon's perfect. Oh, okay. Then it's the more evolved version. Okay, that, that's why I was confused, because you said... Because yeah. it's got the same head thing, and it's got, like, the scarf. I feel like Cyberdramon had a scarfy thing. I don't know, could do be you, wrong. Do you think it's a bio-merge, or do you think it's just Cyberdramon? I think it's just Cyberdramon. Right. It would be really stupid if it was a bio-merge, because the, um, the Holy Beast did not send a dog to kill itself for Rio. Or maybe that's why he was able to evolve. Oh, that would be stupid. Because the dog's head exploded and also gave him the power, I guess. <laughs> That'd be so dumb. It's going to be that, isn't it? Do you think it'll be a good episode? Uh, it's obviously very Justimon-focused. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, these titles are backwards. The English one is the first one. Of course it is. The English one's always the first one. It's backwards to me. I just assumed it wasn't because we watched it Japanese first. But in the titles that I give you in the episode... It's and It's never relevant until today. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Now, that's why I was confused. Um... No, you know what? I don't think it's going to be that good if it's focused on this random that's just showed up. Can't see it working out. What rating do you think will give it? That's going to be a six and a half. Filler or not filler? It will not be because, you know what? It would be filler, maybe, if it was called this and then we and there was nothing leading up to it. But because he showed up at the end of the last one, he's clearly mm. important to some aspect of the story. Right. The second episode that we're watching this week is called His Kingdom for a Horse. Or save Dukemon, Granny scra- Scramble. Granny Scramble. What does that mean? What's Granny? I don't know, that's what I'm asking you. What do you think will happen this episode? 
I don't know. That's really very difficult to say. Is Dukemon's back somehow, even though he couldn't evolve anymore? This is. I'm totally lost. I'm totally and completely lost. Are on you this. lost in translation, Mon? No, I'm lost in plot. Lost in plotation, Mon. I'm lost in the script. It just I've got I've got really nothing to add to this because I don't something about something about his kingdom for a horse is a is a phrase you would use because like he needs to get somewhere really fast but the place that I know him to be in is inside the zone which makes no sense for him to need a horse in that well to go fast somewhere because he's already at the center of things also he's not Duke one right now he just fell out of that so he has to re-evolve first and I have to have to guess when that happens oh I have no idea what do you think Granny is. I don't know. I have no clue. Do you think it's a Digimon or a person? Would it be called Grannymon then? I don't know. I'm asking you. Is it a Digimon or a person or... I don't know. Is it a place? It's not a place. I'll tell you that much. I have no clue. Honestly, part of me just thinks you misspelled it and it's Grand Scramble. No, it's Granny. Okay. I've got nothing. It's not spelled like Grandma. No. So it's probably a Digimon. That's the best I can give it, but that makes no sense. No, Why would there be was, a Digimon? If it was Grandma, it'd be Barchan Scramble. That'd be, that's true. Do you think anything will annoy you in this episode? All of it. All of it? All of it. Wow, you're you're pessimistic now. Yes. Because the story was going somewhere, and now it's throwing out names that they would have given to, like, er, like they would have given to episodes in the middle of adventure. So you don't think it'll be a good episode? Pretty much. What rating do you think we'll give it? Six. Filler or not filler? God, does it sound filler by the name, but it's also what? Episode, like, 48? No, it's episode 46. Is it? Yeah. Oh, no, I thought... Did we do 44 and 45 last time? Yeah. Would that make this 47? Oh, yeah, 47, yeah. We're yeah. watching 46 and 47, yeah, that's yeah. correct. And there's, what, 51 episodes? Yes. There can't be filler four episodes from the end of the show. There's 50, actually. We're almost done. Yeah, but they, it couldn't possibly be filler based on its position in the show. But boy, does it sound like filler. So, anything else you want to say? Any more predictions? Or are we done? No. Let's get to the show where I'm sure I'm grumpy. Onto the show where Jay's grumpy, I guess. And now that we're out of that, we know that A, I was totally right about Justimon, and B, the granny thing was unguessable. Why did you keep pushing me on that? Well, I don't know. Did I... you think I knew who Siegfried was? Because I don't. Well, I know we spoke about the Ark, so maybe I thought, oh, you could think, oh, maybe it's related to the Ark. What? It's not Noah. Good point. <laughs> what? How could it be related to the Ark? I don't know, but we'll get, we'll get to that. The only thing I had was the word granny. And scra- the... No, you got scramble. Yeah, but what does that mean? It still has no context. It could be know. an egg. Was it the scramble crossing, maybe? No. No. It's because it's like a fighter jet, I think. Oh. Scrambling eggs, I guess? Anyway. Episode 46 begins with Justimon has just said, Oh, I am Cyberdramon's ultimate form, and I'm a hero. Oh, ho, ho, so I have justice kick. So the like the the story goes, Who is this mysterious Digimon? And then the next episode goes, This is who I am. Basically. <laughs> Immediately. Side note, I think I also called that he would have a rider kick. And he does. Yep. <laughs> He's just a common rider. Justice kick. Yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's a rider kick. Um, Man, and it sure does get annoying of him screaming justice kick every five seconds in the original. So, and then it's like, yeah, he totally bio-merged with, with um, Cyberdramon. Which is strange, because in the dub, they actually show Ryo being inside Justimon, which isn't actually shown in this episode, and they do it twice throughout this episode, and it's using footage from the next episode when he's in Justimon. But I think they might have flipped it, so it does. it looks a bit different. Also, the, in the English... Rather than just immediately saying, I'm the ultimate version, they say, who are you? And he goes, a friend. And someone goes, a really shiny friend. 
And then, like, there's two seconds later, and they're like, okay, yeah, but, you know, I'm the ultimate version of Cybertron. Whatever. He's inside yeah. Cybertron, right? Yeah. Kind of. And that's how the fusion happens. Yeah. He's Millennium on, is I know. It, is he in there with Millennium on yep. right now? Yeah, I would have really appreciated if they made any reference to Millennium on also being inside there. When you cut to Rio's like face in the next episode, I guess, Millennium on should be just hovering right behind him, being like, blah, but I'm how going conf- to eat but you. Honestly, how confusing would that be to people who haven't seen or played the WonderSwan game? Well, how confusing is this to people who have played the game? At least, at least Rio is... This is for nobody. Here. Because why did he fuse with Cyberdramon? Think about his arc with Cyberdramon mm. at this stage. Mm. We saw that he was in the digital world. Oh, he can't leave. He's too violent. There's nothing he could possibly do. Mm. Uh, like, I'm, I'm barely in control of him. Into nothing changed. Oh, yeah, he can totally go back to the real world. No problem. He can de-evolve. It's totally fine. And then now they were so close they confused because he could barely control him. Makes no sense. Which is why they never showed you how it happened. Because of course they didn't. Because they don't know how it happened. Because honestly, who cares about Rio? Would you Would you honestly want an episode that's just Rio? Well, think about it this way. If you took everything he's in out of the next two episodes, nothing would change. He gives Susie a card. So? That's important. We'll get to that, though, because that's a, that's a difference. Yeah, oh, yes, it definitely is. And there weren't that many differences. I was kind of, like, yeah, was squinting rare. for differences in this episode. But I'm also guessing Susie never uses that card. We'll find out. <laughs> so, Rookie says that the, there's only one person who could be as annoyingly invigorating as, as this, and it, she says, oh, it must be Rio. In the dub, Rick is just commenting about how he Rio can't just show up. He has to just, you know, have a fanfare and, you know, I'm here! Because Rio often does that. So, good point, Ricky. 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 Rika. Ricky from Dota 2. Yep. She's invisible. Rio says that he couldn't just sit around idly and watch what is happening to Tokyo. In the dub, he says that they all have to work together if they want to defeat the D-Reaper. And, like, duh. Like, Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Ob- obviously. Kenji didn't think so. Yeah, Kenji <laughs> just kind of showed up and said, I have a mega now. It's it's It goes puppy, poop, air, paw. And not much else. <laughs> and Rio's just like, I couldn't just sit around not being in the show. The producers really wanted me to be included for some reason. And then a very scary D-Reaper shows up. He's very spoopy. And then Justimon is, starts distracting the agent so that St. Galgamon and Sukuyamon can go into the D-Reaper and rescue Dukemon. And once again, we see that St. Galgamon has the worst animation in the entire show. I.e., he doesn't have any. They just slide his frame across the thing. Also, I'm pretty sure he has inconsistent sizes because I'm pretty sure last time we saw him, he was, he was big. He was huge. He wasn't this big. Oh. Like, he, is, he big. is as big as a building now. No, he isn't. I think that's just perspective because of the bad animation. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's just kind of stuck onto the frame, basically. <laughs> Gajamon and Kazu want to fight too, but they can't because you, you don't deserve this, Kazu. You haven't had enough development and plot to be able to fight like that. How does he feel to have the only Digimon who can't evolve past adult, besides Leomon, I guess, and then his friend has a Mega, <laughs> just being like, yeah, I don't even need to evolve. But it's a small Mega. I mean, it's crap, but it is what it is. The Wild Bunch are trying to work out how do they can beat the D-Reaper, and they say how it's got sort of a core and like a, a place that they have to fight to get to. I the think. Colonel. The Colonel. Side note, which I don't really know what that means in the programming term, but I think they're throwing around probing, programming terms for fun. Um, what's important, though, is did you notice that they have on one of their screens the picture of the Earth inside the digital world with the Reaper going from the ground to it? Yep. 
Do they have a camera inside the digital world? I think it might be an artist interpretation there. Which artist? Do they have a graphics designer just guessing? We don't know that. Yamaki could be, you know, a, a mad artist. I think that they have a camera inside the digital world and maybe forgot that that's impossible. Mm. <laughs> because they didn't send it in powered by the dreams of children. You can have a, a camera powered by the dreams of children. I think you might struggle, oh, honestly. I'm pretty sure in this world... Isn't that what Monsters, Inc. is about? <laughs> That was a good movie. Um, yeah, so I, I identified that as just being really weird. Mm. And then we see that the D-Reaper is getting Takata's memories, and Jury's just laughing and giggling, and it's quite scary. And the dog puppet comes back, and then immediately dies. And the Jury D-Reaper agent says that she's been getting information about everything from Jury's memories. In the dub, she specifically says that she's finding Takata's weaknesses in Jerry's memories. And so we get all these flashbacks to Takato's, like, interactions with her. Yeah, from, and they're straight from very early on in the show. Which is interesting, because obviously he knew her before the show began, and it wasn't long between the show beginning and, like, them going off to the digital world together. Mm. So all of his liking her took place in that, like, two-week period, or alternatively, they were really lazy and didn't want to have to animate anything new. Well, remember, when we first saw her at the start of the show, like, Takata was often blushing around her, yeah. and and that's, like, anime code for he wants her, remember? Yeah. So, it was it, it was already in place. So, I feel like they went with the memories they did, i.e., I left my flute behind, as just, like, these really weak ones. Yeah. But, you know, those were available. We don't need to come up with anything. But I kind of like it how they're using old clips from the show, because it sort of, it hits the nostalgia of, oh, remember when that happens at the start of the show? So much has happened since the first few episodes. Like, all these characters have grown so much. It's just to say, look how far they've come. And I'm, I'm fine with them not, you know, making new scenes for this, because I feel it wouldn't have the impact. I think the concept of that is totally fine, but I think the execution of it, when you look into it closely, doesn't work great. But it's impactful, because it's saying, this was from the start of the show. It doesn't, it, doesn't it, like, make you feel somewhat nostalgic for when we first started Tamers? No, because I keep thinking... Why is this the memory he's having? Why? Okay, why is his adoring memory of her that she's throwing at him? Oh, I forgot a flute. But that was the first scene of Jury we ever see, basically. That's for us. The the characters don't know that. I know, so yeah, it's it's written for us. It's not written for Takato. But his memory doesn't operate that way. This isn't like the bit in... I I mentioned it, I think, last week or the week before that, in Avatar The Last Airbender, where they're doing the clip show near the end, and they they talk about the the worst episode in the show, and they're like, eh, whatever. Because in the concept of that, like, meta discussion, and about what's entertaining, that made sense to sort of refer to how the audience received something. In this situation, there's no reason that the point of memory that the monster would pick out would have been this random, I'm running back to class to get my flute. They would have had so many more interactions than that. But the other memory they chose also works because it's Jerry saying, it's always Digimon, Digimon, Digimon with you. That's okay. I think what they should have gone with first is his weird confession on the train. Is to throw that back in his face because as hard th- as possible. Because that is a weakness. It's a huge weakness. But in the original, it's not getting weaknesses. It's just getting information. So it sort of makes sense that it's just random bits that Jury and Takato had. But in the dub, it makes more sense 
And th- we have seen them move clips around before, so mm. I don't know why they couldn't have just grabbed this clip because that is a, that that is a weakness. Or any of the bits when you know Takado had just forced his Digimon to evolve and was trying to comfort Jury, and Jury told him to get away and said that he was a monster, basically. You know, it would have been great if they added it in English because the camera was looking at him, not at her at the time. Yeah, it's Digimon, 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 always with you. Hey, you know, except for that one time you said you loved me. How about that, huh? Like, yeah, that would have been real good. Yeah, man, that was really awkward. Why'd you do that? You sca- you probably scared her if she was actually there. But it was me, the D-Reaper. <laughs> it was me, D-Reaper. Uh, D-Reaper. D-Reaper. <laughs> so Imon and Kulamon are running towards the D-Reaper. It's Kul- so cute. And Kulamon's like, Jury, that way! He's like, how do you know that? I just know and I really want to go there. And then Imon remembers what he did to Leomon and how Jury felt. And he says that he has to help Jury because of what he did. Then another agent shows up and Itmon comments about how he got dirt up his nose when he falls over. What? In the dub, they just add in this line about how Itmon was then pushed to the side because of the D-Reaper agent and he gets dirt up his nose. Thank you. It's really important that the dub added this, all right? It's a great little detail. Then Itmon evolves without the gun. Yeah, I have that written down exactly. I think it's exactly. because he's absorbed the gun now. That makes no sense at it all. It was thematic. He also goes to blast mode like, immediately. It takes no input from anybody. So he doesn't... Does he have partners? Do they have digivices? Sort of. Sort of has partners. Oh, they Are they just kids who like him a lot? I think they're his partners, but I don't actually know if they have a digivice or not. I can't remember. It's really confusing. And, like, he's just evolving whenever he feels like it. And sometimes he has a gun. I don't care. I, love I care. Him. I love him. You know, at least Imperial Jeron had the decency to transform into a dragon every time, then do its weird mode change after that. He doesn't even bother. He just immediately turns into blast mode, because why not? That's the good guy version. It's because it's his strongest form, and why wouldn't you always try to become your strongest form? It's not about wanting to become it. It's that the evolution didn't even go through regular Beelzebub. He doesn't even yell about it. It. He just sort of goes, okay, glow, glow, he, glow, 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 big, big, big. Isn't he meant to spin? No, he has a Pokemon we know, evolution. We know that when, when Digimon evolve, they stand still and they spin. And it's really awkward. <laughs> it's so awkward. I love it. Like when uh, in, in Zero, Zero to No, it was Poromon evolving to, to Hawkmon. Uh, I don't know which one I'm thinking of. It was of. like... Yeah, it was really funny. All right. Shichan is communicating with Antiramon using her D-Arc. And it's really cute. And she's pointing, and because she can't actually, like, Antiramon can't actually see her through the D-Arc, she's just kind of pointing at nothing, and it's like, when you're on the phone and you're pointing, it's really cute. You mean, like, when we're on this, on this podcast and you gesture a lot, and you're like, yes. it's like this. It's like this. Yes, basically. So, have the kids always been able to do this and communicate through these, like, phones? Shichan has. We've seen Shichan do it before. I know that, but I mean, all the other kids, because I feel like that would be advantageous. I don't think they've tried. Oh, no, no, no. No, we did see it. When Gilmore oh, was the, ro- the, the rooftop, yeah. yeah. But that's we only see it when it's relevant to the plot, but it's a really cool feature and they should have used it more. It, they, oh, only... I think Ruki has used it as well at the she, very she start. She should use it. Her Digimon's a ninja. Yeah, wouldn't that be very, you know, useful? Yes, yes it would. Anyway, so then Shichon realises that, hello, your Antiramon can't actually hear you, can't, can't actually see you. She says, turn the same direction as the hand you hold your chopsticks with. I take notes. Is that what you kept saying, to turn with the same direction as the hand you hold your chopsticks with? Yes, it's really cute. <laughs> Is that right? why you were annoying me when I was driving? Yep, and yes, so I'm terrible to Jay in real life. <laughs> I just quote Digimon at him and hope he understands me. I didn't. 
You didn't. You just says, can you actually tell me which way you went? No, the, the direction that you hold your chopsticks with. I thought you were stuttering because you were just, like, failing to speak. Not because you <laughs> were failing to quote Digimon. Thank you. In the dub, because, you know what? There's no argument for this, because people still use forks in Western society. So she didn't just say, the hand you hold your fork with. So she says... Hold on a second. Yeah. Hold on a second. Your justification is because people still use forks in Western society. Did you mean to say that sometimes they hold them in their right hand and sometimes they hold them in their left hand, so it's not indicative? People still use chopsticks in their left hand and they're left-handed. Fair enough. No, but she would have seen... And Tiramon used chopsticks, so why can't she just say the hand you hold your fork in? Because you hold the knife in your right hand. Not unless you're not using a knife. True. Or spoon. Say spoon. She's yeah. probably had soup or cereal or something. I, I think this is just a joke, though. And I kind of I kind of like it. I'm it's annoyed funny. by it because it's like, I, I think oh, it's funny. Just, just use the hand that you can make an R with, which is such a corruption of the whole... You can uh, to remember your left hand. You have to make you can make an L in both hands, and the one that makes the L shape is your left hand. You know, therein lies humor. I know it's just really annoying. You... Why can't they just say spoon? <laughs> it's like the most recent, um, the most recent Night Vale opening is "Here comes the sun, here comes the sun, it won't stop." <laughs> like you, you take something classic and you change it. That's that's where jokes come from. That's honestly better than most of the humor in Digimon. <laughs> Digimon's the height of humour, alright? Beelzemon starts punching the D-Reaper so that Kulamon can fly through. It starts like yeah. shatter, like it's made of stone? Yeah, it's it's a weird material. It's, it's also of, clearly a liquid. It reminds me of those little splat putty things that you throw against a wall, and when they hit, like they were gooey, but then when you threw them against a wall, they'd harden. Yeah, I don't really know it. And there was like silly putty, putty which like you could pull apart and it would snap. Um, yeah, but it, doesn't, it wouldn't shatter like glass. Um, it's like cornstarch. You can do that to cornstarch, I think. Probably. And like, and like, he opens up just enough of it, and Kudamon tries again inside, and is too is too pudgy for it. So <laughs> Beelzebub headbutts him the rest of the way. It's so cute. And then Kudamon flies over to Jury, who's in a bubble. So the one that Takato's talking to is not the real one. No, which sucks actually, because I think that really lowers the impact of everything. That's oh being yeah, definitely. Said there. This this makes it a lot less permanent that what whatever is happening to this agent isn't actually happening to Jury's body, mm. and I feel like that's. A step back, it's like, oh no, she's just in a bubble. She's safe. She's fine. She's she's, she's chilling. I get the feeling that some like a producer was like, "You did what? She's just gonna die? No, no, no. Okay, fix that. Fix that. Change it. She's she's safe. That's just an alien." Um, and Kudamon is the worst therapist of all time. Just saying, please be okay. It'd be, it'd be me if I was a therapist. I'd be sitting there, people would tell me their problems, I'd be like, but how about you, have you tried being okay? It's quite interesting about how he enters the bubble, though. Because in the in the original, it's almost implied that he gets into the bubble because he's feeling despair, right? No, I didn't feel that. Because he's saying, oh, I just feel so pathetic and so lonely, I wish I could help. And then he just sucked into the bubble. Because I, I got it that the when, when he said, I wish I could help, that was what got him in. Oh, and it's kind of like when he wanted to escape from the cage and just kind of wished it? Yeah. Okay. And I, I kind of like the idea that it's like the only way to get into this bubble is to feel despair. I get that, except that like the exact moment he gets in is not the moment that he feels despair. Mm. If he said, I wish I could help, but I don't think I can, or, you know, like I just feel so used. Useless. He Bam, did say he's that. In. He said, he said no, that. No, but he went the other way around, right? If it's I wish I could help first, nothing happens. Oh, right, yeah. I, I I can't do anything, yeah, and he fair. falls in despair. Fine, I can't do anything. I wish I could help. That's that's hope. That's that's it's, uh, energy to do hmm. something, and he gets in. So I think it's I think he operates. 
He's, he's pretty magic. He is magic. I, I don't think we can just... He's not really a Digimon. Yeah, he is kind of magic, though. In the dub, instead of saying that he wishes he could help, he just says that he wishes Jury knew how much everybody loved her. Which is kind of sweet, but I'm just like, uh Kind of like the fact that he's super magic, or the bubble is <laughs> you, despair. You, you liked your interpretation that was distinctly wrong. Yeah. I like your interpretation better than the dub. Yeah. Then we also see that Beelzemon is being pulled into the D-Reaper as well, with these D-Reaper tentacles, and it's kind of scary. Kenta is being useless, and that's pretty normal for Kenta, because that's all he's done for the past, what, 20 episodes, right? Pretty much. And he's just running around, like, the town. I'm just like, you're going to get killed, buddy. He'll be fine. He's got a mega who goes papepipopo. And kisses people. Sukuyamon starts singing and forms a barrier around her and Saint Galgomon. In the dub, she rhymes and also Ruki talks instead of just sort of praying and sitting there in silence. And I, I really like Sukuyamon's song in the original, I right? like the weird tr- traditional Japanese stuff she does. Because it matches instead of just rhyming about the true meaning of friendship and stuff like that. <laughs> why not? And what I really liked about this is that it's really juxtaposed against the way Beelzemon gets inside. They have very different styles, and her sort of peaceful style is much more successful. Mm. Yeah, instead of just brute forcing your way through, it's just kind of like, I'm just going to chill through this barrier. Which is all ruined later. Yeah. It is it's very, very much ruined later, but it, right at the moment when I watched it, it was good. The D-Reaper jury is still tormenting Takato, and then her face falls off. <laughs> which is basically what happens. Then Marine Angelmon shows up and blows kisses at the D-Reaper, and she just flies away. And I'm just kind of like, oh, that kind of made everything feel less impactful when she just flies away to this tiny little pink ball. Also, the design is so bad. Is this a Sailor Moon villain? Doesn't really look like one, but I... I, It just looks like... I thought you hadn't watched Sailor Moon. I haven't. It just gives me the sense of it. Because it kind of looks like something that would fit into more into that art style. It's just this tall grey blob monster now. It doesn't... What what made Jury scary was an uncanny valley of like, oh, she's like a stretched yeah, out Yeah, and person. now she's just not even Now she's one similar. of the agents. And you're like, okay, great. You've taken away everything that made this cool. Yeah, Good and, work. And the fact that she's not Jury, like we, we see where Jury is and they're two se- separate entities. I'm just like, all right. And it turns out that the one thing that can stop it is the power of love. I feel like it was because Marine Angelmon has those healing light kisses and it's kind of like light against dark. Light I think those are the power the of love. They're in heart shapes. And the D-Reaper can't cope with that, but I feel like they didn't say it enough, so it just looked like the D-Reaper agent is just not brave. Like, because it looked like it was kind of doing an attack, but it was doing the kind of attack that every other, like, the Dark Masters would have laughed at. Yeah. And then it, like, runs away, like, oh, no. So, at this stage, I'm thinking to myself, okay, do I have to officially forgive Kenta and say he did something? And the answer is no, because that was a deus ex machina, and that was stupid. No, that was terrible. Also, in the dub, Marine Angelmon can talk. I don't even listen to anything I've ever said. Talks less, like, than Kulamon does, but it still talks. But I, I, Kulamon's at least vaguely charming. It just, I can't remember what Marine Angelmon says, but he talks in the dub instead of just saying Papi Pupepa. And Sukuyamon lands and she's panting and she doesn't look like she's, like she's doing too well. And the Marine Angelmon blows kisses at her and it heals her. Like, okay, healing kisses, I guess. Somewhat useful. Should not scare away the baddie, though. It's just, it's, it, you know what this is? It's Dungeons and Dragons, and you come up against, like, a necromancer, and they're like, ha ha, I want to destroy you, and your cleric is like, I heal you, and he's like, I'm dead! That's basically what it is, yeah. <laughs> That's what necromancers sound like. I'm dead! Kazu and Gajamon are sort of fighting alongside Justimon, but they're not really doing much, except Kazu really wants to help. 
there's a bit the next episode which I thought was really funny where like Gardramon shoots a bunch of missiles and then at the exact same time there's the justice kick Oh no! Was it was it one of the attacks from Justin? I think it's this episode. No, actually, it's the next one. Oh, is it? Yeah, and it's like the exact same time. And like, um, I'm sitting there like, Kaz is going to take credit for that. Kaz is going to take credit for how for how that was in any way successful. <laughs> he didn't, which I'm surprised by. But he does save Rio kind of in this episode with his missiles, and then he is super pumped about it. And he's like, "Yeah, I I saved Rio. He's my hero," and stuff like that. It was it was sweet. Kazu's not terrible. The other Tamers in Digimon show up and they cut the D-Reaper the agent cord. And in the dub, we see Ryo inside Justimon again, which is not from this episode. It's kind of awkward when you see it all of a sudden put in. Where'd you get this extra time from, buddy? <laughs> Shichon, when they go all back to, to, I think it's Rookie's house, tells Jen about Kulamon and Beelzemon being inside the D-Reaper. Ryo gives Shichon a device card because she's a world-class Tamer. And this is because, uh, like, earlier in the show, he said that only a world-class tamer can use a device card successfully. Which means that in the background, um, Ruki's head should have exploded. <laughs> like, ha- she's the youngest there who has the least input on every fight. She basically just watched Antilamon walk around Shinjuku, I guess. And, like, wasn't his description when he first used it that you have to be really strong? Yes, you have to... Only the world-class and the best tamers can use it. She's not that! She doesn't even know how to play the game. The dub makes it a little bit better by just saying, by just him, him walking up to her and say, hey, that means you're a real tamer now, so that means you need a modify card. And he gives her one. I'm like, okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, so it's any card. It's just it's just a random card in the dub instead of, you know, specifically the type of cards that Ryo has been using in the past that no one else has used. Which is kind of like, it's sweet that he says, oh, you're world-class tamer, because it's good for her confidence. But he ha- he's, she's very small, and he'd previously said that you actually have to be a world-class tamer. So either Shichon's just really good at taming, which we haven't actually seen. Which is clearly not true. Or Ryo's lying, and it's not actually that special. <laughs> he's just keeping like the mythic rares to himself. Yeah, they're basically just super rare cards <laughs> that, they might be super rare, but you can use them no matter how good you are at ta- being a tamer. So correct me if I'm wrong, in the Japanese, he also says they're kind of like a crest. Which is a weird thing for him to say. Oh, I missed that. It's in the same line as he says. His, he goes, here's a device. It's kind of like a crest. Like oh, that. no, I, I completely missed that. And, oh, God, I had something else. Um, oh, the scene is so stupid. I can't remember how all the, how everything's so... I can't remember all the stupid things that happen in this scene. Um, God, Ryu gives her the, the device thing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's it. So, it could just be the version I had. I think it was... No, which, we have, we the, have same the same one. version. But what happens is, in the Japanese, which makes it even sillier, because it's, it's, it's the device in Japanese. I used to be a world-class tamer. And Susie goes, does that mean I can card slatch now? Okay, and what, that happens was cute, yeah. is, what happens is it's quotation marks, card, and then it's S L A C H. That's really so cute. So she's world class, but she card slatches. Card slatch. So That's I really think no, I, I think that, that might have just been a misspelling because you'll notice that S and C are really close on the um on the keyboard. No, I just think it's because she's small and. She thinks that's how you say it because slash is an English word, so she might have just missed. Oh, yeah, maybe. So it's even stupider when it's like you're so good at being a tamer. Here's the thing: does that mean I can blah 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 now? 
Does that mean I, I think can... I might have given this to the wrong person. Does that mean I can cord slish now? <laughs> it's cord slizzle. Then Rookie realizes that she didn't say thank you to Alice. Like, okay, at least someone's talking about the character that showed up for one episode, then disappeared. And then we see a, a clip of Alice, and she just fades away. So I guess she was a ghost. She doesn't fade away. She's walking, and then like it turns back, and there's like no, she fades. She just I don't remember seeing her fade. No, she fades into nothingness. I guess she's a ghost. Yeah. And, like, because you see the, the, the remnants of the gas cloud that is the dog, and it's like, Alice, it's still haunting her from beyond the grave. That's not a kind thing to do. She looks really upset. And so this kind of confused me, because I looked it up, and this is the last episode that Alice appears in. Which means she was legitimately pointless. So I'm going to get up Kanaka's notes, and I'm going to read you, and I and I read this, and it I, I, I just want to ask you if, if this explains anything to you, so I'm just going to get I on I bet you it won't. All right. Um, as I listened to the recording dialogue, I got a strange feeling that perhaps long before the story of Digimon Tamus had started, Alice had left this world. Mind you, this is just my own imagination. Well, I mean, in that she was never part of the story to begin with. So, sure. well done, I guess. That seemed to saying, lol, I'd okay. Could be cool if she was a ghost. Never actually said. Oh, is that is that what you're, you're interpreting it as? Okay. Yeah. That she that she's a ghost. Yeah, she's she's left the world. She she died years ago, and, I mean, and that's why Dolphin was stroking the the photo. And that and it's a pretty accepted fan theory that she is a ghost and she's dead. But I'm just like, why couldn't the show say this? You brought in a random character out of nowhere. If she what, was dead yeah. and the dog is dead, wouldn't they be dead together? Yep. Yep, so why was she sad in the first place if she's already dead? I don't know. I get it, because goths are all dead inside. Uh So I was under the impression that this was actually explained better on the show, and it wasn't, and I'd like to apologise. You mean how they didn't explain it at all? Yes, I thought they actually said, oh yeah, this is Dolphin's daughter, she died. At least state that, instead of, you know, somewhat possibly implying, I guess, sort of. No, there's a photo telling you who she's related to, and then she's around and her dog dies. And then she fades away. And class herself as obsolete. Obsolete! I'm so upset that this was... I would like to apologise on the behalf of the Digimon fandom to you, Jay. This is... This is like... I think she might be... She has less character than Kenta. Yeah, because at least Kenta's said more than five words. I'd be interested to know how many words she said. And then I would be interested to know, if you were to ask the creators of the show, how important is this character? She was... She was important enough to get her own name and to have scenes, very short scenes, but have scenes that focused only on her. Mm, that sure was a thing. I'm so happy that she was in the show. That's un- No, I, I have no impression whatsoever. She is the same as if she, if she was an unnamed mailman, I would feel the same. Yep. He could literally have walked up to the kid and said, here's a letter. From the, it's from the Holy Beasts. If you open it, you'll be able to evolve. And they'll say, well, that's weird. I have a question. What? Why couldn't Doberman just be by him? I, I would have been fine with that. I wouldn't have said, but how'd he get there by himself? He's just a Digimon. He look, just- look, here's the thing. Digimon are famously, famously weak. They need humans to protect them, right? Because when a tank goes after a Digimon... You know what? The Digimon's fine. But tanks, not nearly as strong as other no, humans. definitely not. So you and Alice? Alice was obviously protecting this dog that was seven times okay, her size. Okay, I know Alice's true identity. What? She is a tank. 
<laughs> so I guess we we learnt from the episode that Alice is actually dead. Okay. Get it? I'm referencing yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Alice isn't dead. It's a reference to another podcast. I'm funny. <laughs> I'm great. What do you think of this episode as someone who is new to Digimon? <sighs> um, I don't know. I guess it, it really turned off a lot of the cool stuff from the last episode and then focused a lot on fighting I didn't care about. Yep. And really... This is this episode feels like the problem with an ep- with a season that's fifty episodes long. Yeah, because uh, it's a bit unnecessary. It's really unnecessary. And yeah, I agree with you. They did ruin a bit of what was actually scary about the D Reaper. Like it was jury. It was actually her body. And like, oh no, no, never mind. It's not. Well, I mean. Obviously, a decision was made that Jury's going to live at the end, that she needs to survive, because, like, what's... The reason you have her in the bubble is so that she can be redeemed. Yeah, and... But it, even... Okay, you know what? Even if Jury does survive at the end, and but she was th- this was still actually her body, she wasn't just in the bubble, this was still her. Then she could at least have guilt. Yeah, but imagine the suspense. You wouldn't mm. think, oh, she might die at the end. This this is a really dark series, but we'll see a, we'll see a tamer die. That's really dark. First we saw the... The Digimon partner died, which was dark, but now we see the actual human die. Wow. And that's just taken away any form of suspense. Like, no, no, she's fine. She's in a bubble. She'll be totally fine. She's in fine. fact, at the end of this, it won't even really be her fault because it'll all have been the D Reaper doing whatever. Side note, if the body, that's just an agent of the D Reaper, does that mean that it was an agent who was in the train with Takato? Yep. It was always So her. where was Jury then? In the D Reaper. But where what did So when Jury went behind that rock? With the dog, the one that came the out sh- was the. So she the never agent. left. No, she she got to the real world without the ark. With the D Reaper, yes. This is stupid. Well, that's what's implied, and I we, I believe we have a message about it in Postmod Pat later on, which this we'll get really to. This really sucks. Way to take all the cool parts of your story and totally ruin them. What would you rate this episode? I don't know, like six, I guess. After watching it, I gave it a 6.5, but after discussing it, I agree with you on the 6. It, I didn't think about how much it actually impacts the other episodes, which were really good, and it just sort of takes away everything that was, you know, tense about the situation. It's just sort of like, oh no, she's fine. Guess what? It's it's less scary now. Oh, also, she flies away because of Marine Angelmon for some reason, even though he's got, I know, yes, he's got healing kisses, but I feel this demon lord would be a bit stronger than that, right? Just, look, the D-Reaper is from the negative energy plane, so when positive energy gets thrown at it from healing spells, it gets damaged. That's how these things work. Ah. You've played Dungeons & Dragons before at least once. It's in the script, of course. That is that is the short answer, correct. How did this episode compare to what you thought about it in, in Obnoxious Synopsis? Uh, I said that Justimon would arrive, and I'm pretty sure that I said that Justimon was going to be the the evolved version of Cyberdramon. Yeah, because of the scarf. And called it. Yeah. And then I said I'd be annoyed if Justimon was like the key to the kid's solution, and it isn't. He actually didn't do anything. He does nothing. I forgot that that was an option. And I said I'd rate it 6.5, but I couldn't have possibly predicted that they would ruin the coolest part of the D-Reaper. So no, it's a 6. What was the major difference that you noticed between the two versions? Um, 
the I mean besides hold on I guess the answer is that Susie wasn't given a device card and it was significantly different because that's so stupid in Japanese that they actually made it better in the English by being like it's a modified card. Oh, they definitely improved it in the English because otherwise it's has okay has Rio been lying to us because I don't <laughs> think that Shichon's actually a world class tamer. She's very small. We've never seen her in battle. She's never used a card slash card. She doesn't know how. Okay, she so- says it's a card slash. <laughs> Love that. Like, you have to consider, you're such a good tamer, here's this card that's really hard to use. How do, how do I use cards? Oh, you use these cards? No. How do I use any cards? What's a card? Oh, I, um, you see that slot on the side of your, of your D-Arc and she looks at the side of it and goes, Holy crap, there's a slot here! I was just using it to phone call my Digimon, apparently. The differences that I noticed were, there weren't many that many differences, so it was the two of being... And Tillamon being being told to turn the direction where you use your chopsticks, and in the dub, it's turn so the, minor because it means it's the same thing. I know it's a it's a difference. But I'm just, Why are the biggest differences? And you picked one that's like use a spoon. It's use your right hand. Use a spoon. That's all the real bit is. And the other one was the D Reaper is getting out the weaknesses in the dub instead of just information about Takato because it makes the D Reaper seem like she's torturing Takato even more than she is. Like she's imp- she's intending to torture him instead of just saying I'm I'm a thing I'm gonna do a thing now. Mm. It's it's hard because honestly, if it's a program, it shouldn't really have that sort of vindictiveness it, to it. It shouldn't have it, a concept of torture, basically. But it does have a concept of emotions. Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, it's just, it wouldn't be spiteful against him because he didn't really do anything to her. Yep. So it makes sense, I guess, in the Japanese that it's just finding information and then it hurts him in the process. Mm. But at the same time, it is more interesting when it hates him specifically. Episode 47 starts with Kulamon talking to Jury and Kulamon says that Bielsamon's in trouble. I mean, in the original, Jury says Bielsamon. Mon. Like, she's sort of remembering it. In the dub, she says a little bit more than that, and it's just sort of like, Beelzemon, but he's the one who... And then Jury remembers Beelzemon killing Leomon, and then she remembers her mum dying. And her dad and the doctors are just terrible. And her dad said that it was fate that she died, and then the doctor said, yes, it was fate, just accept it. And I mean, I think that's really interesting, because I think that's just like a... I don't know, the word bastardized version of, you know, nothing, there's nothing that could be done. Yeah. And I think that that's an interesting, you know, if she was a child, maybe she doesn't remember it perfectly. But, and that's what, that's what people would say. And she obviously remembers it a lot more harshly, perhaps, than it actually was. Yeah. But you can see where that came from. Where people say, well, you know, we did our best, but maybe maybe that's fate. Or, you know, karma, or whatever it is. It's just, that's the way things were going to be. And how she might feel powerless for that, from that, and that's really rough. Obviously, it's a traumatic experience. Yeah. So a lot of this sort of... It is really interesting, though, that we're only hearing about this, this background. The reason that she's had such an obsession of this word. 10, 15 episodes after it's relevant. Because... Maybe this would have colored how we saw it before and actually given it some kind of emotional impact rather than her being weird and obsessive. I wish we had this in any of the previous jury episodes before this actually happened. So maybe we'd have a bit more of a link towards whatever is happening to jury. Hmm. I think what they could have done is they could have given you the first half of this where just like the, her dad and the doctors say that. Yeah. And it seems really harsh. And then when she, when they, when she runs and everyone else is saying it and it starts turning to like a weird nightmare thing yeah. that you add in now. Yep. And then it would give it some like it would give it some impact whereas now it's now it sort of more looks like that original part might have just been all nightmare as well yeah 
However, big problems in the English version, they don't talk about fate or destiny, I guess, in the English version. And they're very reasonable. Everyone's sort of fine until she gets to the nightmare part. So what it looks like, instead of it being, you know, her her sort of false memory or or the way she remembers it, but it's not necessarily correct, of how her dad was pretty awful. That was where her impression of him came from. Instead, he's fine, and then she just has a nightmare later. So... In the end, he's fine, and there's no much. There's not much character development for us to get to. So basically, in the dub, what the dad and the doctors say is, "Her spirit will always be with us. She'll always be with you." And that's that's what they say when someone dies. So that's fine. That's that's reasonable. So it just sort of comes out of nowhere. Where all of a sudden, it's just like fate, fate. It was fate. It was fate. So like, if the, in the Japanese, the doctor instead of saying, "Well, it's fate. There's nothing we could do," said, "Look, I'm really sorry for your loss." And then for the rest of the season, she's sitting there like rocking back and forth. I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry <laughs> for your loss. One time, Leomon said the word "loss," and then there was a terrible four-panel comic afterwards. The nightmare ends with basically her faceless self and the puppet saying it's fate. Oh no, and then she spins around and there's like a there's like a thousand doctors all um stereoscoping out. Yeah, which is terrifying. Yeah. But that's when it's sort of like really is clearly just a nightmare yeah. moment. We see that the tamers are in a truck and they get taken to where the wild bunch is. Where the wild bunch is is the hypnos area as usual. And Daisy is showing them the, the well, arc and says that they're pairing up the arc with Chrome Digizoid. Well, I'd like to point out previously in- we'd seen Yumaki saying to Daisy, Don't tell anyone, this is just between us. Remember when they said that in the dub? Oh my god, I forgot! Because I was... My note is just like, how does he know what Chrome Digizoid is? Because everyone knows. Chrome Digizoid is from season one. Yes, and it's also in It has never been mentioned in Tamers ever. Oh, I think they might have mentioned it when they were... No, when... I think when Terrymon had the big hammer, they said it was made out of Chrome Digizoid. And they previously described Chrome Digizoid in the cards. Hmm, maybe. But Yamaki wouldn't know that. Do you think Yamaki Well, Daisy might. Do you think Yamaki has a collection of... Daisy helped create Digimon. I think she knows what what things are Because in they know the materials that the monsters that they made on a screen are made of. Sure, why not? Because Terrymon is there and they're like, okay, we've also designed his organ structure because we would do that. That makes lots of sense. These are the Digilungs. We have multiple metal Digimon. Some of them are made of different metals. They didn't design it that far. The designs of the actual Digimon most closely resemble the cards, which makes no sense because the cards are the least related to their actual programs. Because those are pieces of art on cardboard, but that cardboard swipes into the into the Deox for some reason. Yeah, fair. So, um, I feel we should mention as well, when they're in the truck, they're told that the D-Reaper is expanding rapidly at, like, kilometers. Yep. But that makes no sense because he's been there for four days and has barely expanded. And He took over some more buildings, I guess. B, the karate sensei is just around with the wild bunch now. Yeah, because all the, the relatives are there now. But he was just hanging out at home. That's where Susie was. Yeah, and then I'm... she walked out and now he's with the wild bunch for no reason? Yeah, because... How did he get mem- there? How did he know where to go? Dude, he knows some things, all right? He just I... knows some stuff. He's an omnipresent being, all right? Uh, we should also mention that in that the ship is actually called Zero Arms Granny. Yep, and in, is... the, in the dub, Yamaki actually explains why he's called Granny instead of just saying, yep, he's Granny. And then he explains later, obviously. But in the dub, he explains here. Let's be real. In English, out of context, the phrase Zero Arms Granny is really gross. It sounds like a Gundam. No, it sounds like your grandma with no arms. <laughs> oh, jeez, all right. <laughs> All right. Zero arms grandmother. So, um, 
Shibumi goes up to to Jen and is like, yo, I need your DR. And Jen's like, what? And he's like, no, I really need it. So he hands it over and Shibumi opens up a port on the top that didn't exist before. It exists in the toys, which is pretty cool. That connects to the Wonder Swan. Here's the thing, though, that makes no sense. He moves it as if he knows it's there. No one else knows it's there. But he didn't design these yes, things. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. He didn't design these. These materialized for these children. Yeah, but he designed the Ark, so maybe the Ark had it. No, but the Ark's not the same thing. Shibumi knows some stuff, all right. It's vaguely the same shape. Yeah. In the dub, Shibumi says he needs to use the D-Arc because it makes the data behave. And then there's a line about how Henry can't control Terriamon. It's funny. Because Terriamon doesn't behave. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. I like that. We see that Jury's mother and... Well, stepmother and father are there as well. Shichon is telling her dad that Kulamon and Beelzemon are inside. And Curly says she's right and very clever. And then she has this little smirk. It's like, she has the cat face. Yeah. Dolphin and Curly are talking about how they can destroy the D-Reaper and how they have to destroy the center. In the dub, they're just talking about cutting into it. Takato says that they can't because that's where Jury is, which makes less sense in the dub because they're not really talking about, like, blowing it up as so much as getting into it. Also, Takato doesn't know that. I mean, Takato knows that there's the alien monster, and I guess he thinks that that's Jury, but also the big center bubble wasn't where he was. Because that's between the two towers of the of the government building. He was on the ground. That is a very good point. He doesn't know where she is. And How that, does he know? He doesn't. Only only Kulamon knows where the actual version of her is. And then yeah. he's... Whatever. No, I did not realize that. You're absolutely right. That makes no sense. And then the dad... Look, her jury's dad looks really angry. So he runs up to the dad. And the dad has not, as far as we are aware, has not heard any of that conversation prior. Mm. All all that's happened is that, like, the dad is kind of aware the jury's in there somewhere. And so Takata runs over and even let's pretend he does know where jury is and he knows exactly what's going on. All he says is, you have to believe me, it's not her fault. She's not, she's, it's not her fault and it's not her fault. And the dad doesn't listen to him. And it it's portrayed as if the dad's being unreasonable, but... It, a child with no context has just run up to him and said it's not your daughter's fault multiple times. Which sounds very dodgy. It made no sense. Why would he keep saying this? Then we see Justimon and Ryo are still fighting and Ryo's saying that he can't just continue fighting. And then this is when we see him inside Justimon and it's the same clip as the previous episode, so it's a bit awkward. Juri's stepmother is talking to Rumiko about how she wants to say sorry to Juri's real mother for some reason. Yeah, that makes no sense. The only thing that would have been that like prompts a discussion of the dead mother is when Juri is talking about how she was upset when her real mother died and like all the memory and stuff and how she couldn't forgive the stepmother. The stepmother has the stepmother's experience of the last few days was the girl comes home, she's a little creepy, and then she disappears. Mm. There is nothing in there that even mentions the original mother. The only way that could even be a possibility as it came up is if the real mother died two months ago. Yeah, no, they never met. I'm pretty sure it was when Jury was quite young. And again, the brother might not be from the real mother, so we don't actually know. It's just, it was, I also identified that as a really weird and a persistently random part. Well, in the flashback, we see Jury as a child and she doesn't have a brother there, so I'm assuming it's quite several years ago. You know it would be really dark? What? If the stepmother was one of the nurses in uh, that flashback. Well, according to Kanaka's notes, she was just the prostitute in the brothel that he works Yay. at. Thanks, thanks, Kanaka, for your creepy notes. 
Um, also, I only realized when they were talking about how they're making the granny ship, which is, i.e., basically, they're designing it, and because they're designing it digitally, it exists in the digital world, so it can realize, so they don't have to actually build it, mm. which I think is pretty funny. Um, and then I, re- and then I go, wait a minute, realize, oh, Atmon took that. Yeah. And also, other series of Digimon have used realize before. Anyway, so Rumiko says that she understands, but then she's also lost for words. In the dub, she says that being a mother is hard. Then Ruki hears them talking and walks off. Ruki then sits outside, um, and it's kind of a nice scene. It's just her sitting, I really like Ruki, okay, shut and up. And thinking about her friendship and being like, was it not enough? Yeah. And Ruki remembers how Juri was always happy and smiling and didn't seem to have any problems, and how Juri's situation was so much worse than hers because her father is still alive. Ruki then says that there's nothing to do but keep going. In the dub, she just says that she can't just feel sorry for herself anymore. So Juri's dad stole the Hypnos van. And because Takato's dad left the keys inside. Again. He says again in the dub. <laughs> and just like, I, it's a bit weird. Because what's he going to do? Is he going to go fist fight the delete program? He could try. He's just going to go beat it up. So Juri's dad starts screaming at the Day Reaper. And Juri and Kilimon kind of notice that he's doing this. And it's like this moment where Kilimon's like, Oh, look, look, it's your dad, it's your dad. And Juri's kind of like, Dad? Like, sort of semi-waking up from the stupor that she's in. And the dad gets out of the van and looks at everything, and he's like, wait, my yelling didn't immediately solve the situation. I can't imagine how this could have happened. Well, I'm out of ideas. (laughs) Then her dad remembers how awkward he is as a father, and he feels terrible about what he said about not picking her up earlier, and he said that he thought that he was doing the right thing and being a good father, but he's just just not a very good father, and he realises that, and he's... He feels terrible for being such a bad father. It's actually a really cute scene as you go through, like, oh, he's trying to dress her and he's washing all her stuff. And I think that if he had not been a pimp and instead he'd been, like, a Yakuza guy, this would be the much cooler scene. Oh, why couldn't he be a Yakuza guy? Like, wow. What if he was, like, a Yakuza boss, but he was also looking after his baby daughter? That'd be cool. That'd be so cute. And all these, like, the bodyguards are around with the tattoos. That'd be so cool. (laughs) Ruki and Takato show up, and then another agent also shows up, and it's pretty horrifying, and he ha- it has lots of faces, and it keep- they keep on all saying fate, fate, fate in Juri's voice, and it's kind of terrifying, really. And it's weird how in the English they all just go like, mine, 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 mine. No, they could- Oh yeah, when they first show up, they do, and then later on they no, say they destiny. No, they don't. I'm making a joke about fighting Nemo. No, but I'm pretty sure they go bah, bah, when they first show up. I think they just make random noises, yeah. Yeah, they just make random noises and then they start saying Destiny later on. Then the big D-Rip agent that just shows up shoves a camera at Jury's dad and compares him with Jury's memories. And This is the best part of the episode. And then, yeah, it is. And Jury's dad says, Look, you should just take me instead. I'm not worthy. Just just give me my little girl back. Just please my take me. My beloved daughter. And then the D-Reaper starts sort of malfunctioning in its camera and says how the data is remarkably contradictory to the memories that Jury has. And Jury's dad grabs onto the agent when the camera starts slinking away and it's like, this is quite touching because previously we'd seen him as quite a cold character and quite cold towards Jury when she first got back from the digital world. He just sort of snatched her away from Takato. So I think that's interesting. Is obviously the D Reaper is fueled by her resentment and all of the negativity in her life, and a lot of that comes back to her dad. And when it observes him directly and he's actually open, the wording is like it is incompatible with her recollection. Mm. And I think that is really interesting. And I think that's it's definitely the best part of this, these two episodes combined. Yeah, definitely it is. This is probably the highlight of both these episodes. Like, this is the, this is my weekly highlight, which usually it's Rookie. Usually Rookie's my usually. weekly highlight. And then 
Rookie yells at the D-Reaper and says, how can you expect to understand human emotion? And then Matrix evolves. Jury notices that her dad is is there, and the agent says that Jury has ended active mode so he can get more data from her, which is kind of terrifying. In the dub, it just says it's going to start scanning through her memories again to see if they, they can get any more information. Then Takata also Matrix evolves. When then, does the dad yeah. drive the van into the monster pointlessly? Oh, in a bit, but we'll get to that. Um, so Ryo also shows up, and so does Kazu, but who cares, because they contribute basically nothing to this part. Yep. Back to the Wild Bunch, uh, we see that Shibumi's still working with Jen's D-Arc, which is, explains why Jen and Terrymon aren't there. And Terrymon says that he wants to go too, but can't because Shibumi's also using the D-Arc. In the dub, there's the best line ever. Mr. Mizuno, not trying to be rude or anything, but aren't you done with that yet? Momentai. That's a really irritating thing to say. Every time someone says Momentai to Terrymon, he always has gold to say. Then your favourite part where Jury's dad drives the van into the, the, into the D-Reaper agent. And once again, it's like, how could this not have worked? I saw this through so perfectly. He looks, like, genuinely shocked. Like, why? Well, in his experience, hitting people with vans solves problems. Because he's a Yakuza. Yep. <laughs> Back in the bubble, Jury is stressing about destiny and fate, and then we sort of hear this through the mouths of the D-Reaper agent, and Rookie declares that they can choose their own fate, and they don't have to just bend towards whatever they think fate is. They can fight for it, and it's quite lovely, and I love Rookie so much. It's almost like she's said that exact thing before, right? Before shut up. she fused for the first shut time. Up, shut up, shut up, it's great. Then the agent goes to attack the dad, and Dukemon jumps at him. Then a bigger agent shows up. Then we find out that Granny is ready to realise, which is so plot convenient. Also, did you notice how, like, the big purple thing just looks like the Day of the Tentacle Monster? Yes, it's it's spoopy. It looks exactly the same. It's big, it's purple, it's green, it's the same kind of shape. It also reminds me of a Digimon that we haven't seen yet, so I won't... Uh, well, it can't t- remind uh, me of that. So I won't tell you of it, but I'm sure that when you see it, you'll say, Hey, isn't that the D-Reaper agent? When you see, like, this big monster that's, like, really massive and stuff, and then you see this, like, Kamen Rider walking, running around, and then, like, um, Dukemon, who's in armor, and whatever her name is, that's also, that, um, the Rookies... Sukuyamon? Sukuyamon. And you see them all sort of going around, and you think to yourself, what show is this? There's Power a lot Rangers. Of, there are a lot of humans in armor fighting a very large monster. And you're like, this isn't Digimon anymore. No. This is a completely different show. And that's it's really weird having that moment. Even like St. Gargamon, you can be like, well, that's still just a dude in armor. Yeah, it's just Evangelion at this point, right? Yeah, pretty much. There's, there's no, like, you can't look at this and be like, well, look over there. There's Metal Gururumon, who's clearly an animal. No, they're all people wearing suits of armor. This is even more Neon Genesis Evangelion than the movie that we said was Neon Genesis Evangelion, which was... What, 3.3? <laughs> no, the the Revenge of Diaboromon movie. We kept on making jokes about how it was uh, end of uh, end of Digimon Evangelion. Yeah, that was what, that was the joke we made, right? And no, this is my, especially with a few episodes ago when Jury was just disappearing, reappearing. We're just so Rei and Army. It, it feels a lot like that, actually. No, it's very, and we have to watch Lane at some point. We do. And so the granny ship is... Well, we actually have it as one of our Patreon milestones. I know. It's going to realize, and then something, something's not right with the realization. But we never know what. And then six seconds later, it turns out the Dukemon shoots a laser beam at it by accident out of his chest. And then that works. Which is to say... It, no, it's his, it's his desire and wish that brings it. Also, you're missing out on the best part ever, which was Shibumi saying, How do you do, fellow children? And card slashes. Uh, yeah, he does the big dance, and he, oh, I forgot, the line is like, 
How else would we make it realize? A blue card, which he pulls out of nowhere. Here's Shibumi. They material. I mean, I guess he did give one technically to Jen somehow by accident. He never did explain how he knew that kid would take it to somebody who had a DR. I just don't think Shibumi's real. I think he's magic. I think he's like Kulamon. I <laughs> think he's, he's a- like Alice. He's a ghost. He's also a Digi Enchilada. Do you remember that first time we saw him and he was running away and there was all that smoke? You thought it was a Digimon. No, 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 no he no. exploded. No, that could have also probably also did. No, he was he died. He was in a coma. Oh yeah, he did die. Yeah, you're right. He's a ghost. <laughs> he died. He just Spoofy. exploded. Um, so yeah, he has a blue card for some reason. Anyway, so it's his desire and wish for it to exist, but he didn't know that because he didn't know what the granny ship was. And Duke One, that so he makes that happen, yeah. which can only imply that when they designed it, they said to themselves, "You know what? This will need to come to the real world. A Digimon who wants it bad enough." Without yep. telling anybody that that's what happened. I think it's because they said, well, everything digital comes from the wishes and dreams of children. And I guess because Dukemon's a child, they say, yay, children. They seemed really confused about what was missing, though. So they they really thought it would just work the way that they, you know, once he slashed. Um, so, turns out, when you activate it with the, with the will of a child who is also a giant nightman, um, it gives it a sweet paint job. And can I just interrupt you there? Because I feel like the dub kind of makes this moment fall a bit flat. Because it's always flat. Dukemon's less, like, aggressively... Like, it's an aggre- it's less of an aggressive desire. Instead of him saying, I need to jump higher. I need to do this. I need to save Jury. It's like a, oh, if only I could be be taller. But neither of them have to do with the ship. They're all just wanting to fight the monster. He has no idea the ship's even there until it's like, oh, what did I just do? But I feel like the dub is a bit less of a dramatic moment of, you know, oh, oh, this thing happens. Look, the, the moment's so silly from the outset that I don't think it had that much drama in it regardless of how it was presented. But it gets a sweet paint job and it's red and gold and now it's a horse. And in the dub, Terrymon wants one too. So, like, yeah, give give the give the bunny one too, please. It's, it's, that's really cute. But like, the problem with this is, what did they design that ship for? To travel between the real world and the digital world, didn't they? Yes. They didn't design it to be a mount for Dukemon. Did yeah. they know that that he would need it to win well, a fight later? A few episodes ago, we saw that the Ark was trying to get in contact. So I think it was saying, "I want to help too," and it was yeah, because Yamaki said, "Oh, he wants to help." So I guess it's because Takato and Gilmon were talking to it, and because they're main characters, that the Ark wanted to help them specifically and wanted to become a mount for them. I guess that's that's the plot. This is really dumb. A little bit, but it it can be argued for why it makes sense. So it's not entirely dumb. But that primary argument is is rolling up the um the script like a newspaper and just batting someone on the nose with it. You're like it makes sense. Batting Gilmon on the nose. No, that's so mean. Don't do that. I love your love for Gilmon. <laughs> he's, he's a cute dog. He's such a good dog. So yeah, the granny gets Dukemon's color scheme and it looks pretty cool. And then Yamaki says that it's perfect since Granny's named after the warhorse. In the dub, Yamaki had already said this earlier in the episode, so it was just kind of like he was repeating it. Kids don't remember stuff. What do you think of this episode as someone who is new to Digimon? Wait, you forgot the the best part of the English one. What? Whoa! That Granny's one sweet ride! Okay, I kind of ignore Davis at this point, so I don't even count that part of the episode Sometimes anymore. Sometimes he says stuff that's worth saying. Is that all you think about this episode? That Davis had a line? No, the best part of it is the, is the whole Jerry's dad thing. It's specifically the bit with the camera. Oh yeah, no, that... that 
made the episode for me. It made it from like a six to a seven. So what this episode does is it like presents you the culmination of a storyline which you didn't know was happening. Like it did you when we started Tamers? I know it. I guess it'd been a while since you'd seen it, right? I believe I finished my watch of Tamers the start of last year, so a bit okay, before. Okay, so you, start, you, you would have remembered. So I guess I was surprised having watched what forty-seven episodes of this now. Yeah, I didn't realize that Tamers was Jerry's story. When I first saw her introduced, I didn't think that this, that the entire season was actually the story of the weird girl with the dog puppet. No, it actually kind of is. It is. It totally is. And this is like a big... This is We're kind of getting to the resolution of that story, except that we didn't know it was happening for the first 30 episodes. And I think that's why I was, at the start, asking you a bit, like, oh, so what do you think about Jerry? Like, I was trying not to make it too obvious, but I was kind of like, oh, you like Jerry? You like Jerry? You like Jerry? Having watched it back, do you think it's really weird that it's about her? I like that the fact that they have a female as, like, a pretty main plot element. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I just wish she was more than just that. I wish they established her plot better. Maybe give her some family moments early in the show. Maybe give her more moments with Leomon. That'd be great. If we, like, introduce her in the first episode, that's fine. Maybe after the whole, the three tamers get together, maybe in the first ten episodes or something, we have Jury meets Leomon, or we get an episode that's just basically Jury's home life's terrible so then she runs into the forest or something and sees a Leomon who's just sitting there being, you know, a warrior and then falls in love with him because it's sort of like the type of man that she is meant to be with because the Yakuza are like strong men and he is a strong man. So she's like, oh, well, still have that. That's fine. She can have a crush on the line and then become the tamer. Make it early on. Give it more reason for why she's attracted to Leomon at least. What I think we could have done is we could have had Takato sort of meeting his Digimon being new and then we sort of get introduced to the world through that. Mm-hmm. So then we have our sort of main character because she has to be the antagonist later and we can't have her be the main character. Mm-hmm. So we, we introduce that way. Then in 10 episodes, he's he's doing fine. He's got a handle on the Digimon and stuff. Jen already did and we've established that Ruki doesn't hate Digimon. That's that's what we accomplished in the first 10 episodes. Yeah. And then, then yeah, you're right. Ruki meets her Digimon. And now, Me, Jury. So Jury. Jury is meeting meets her Digimon. And then she gets to be new and Takato, who has some experience but is still not perfect, gets to sort of have interactions with her and that all sort of you get to have interesting character moments where he's more experienced and that she gets a long time to work it out, but she has problems that Digimon can't fix. Mm. Which is something that has never happened before because all the problems that the kids have generally Digimon can fix either by just by being companions or by punching the problems. Yeah, basically. And also, while we're at it, can we maybe have a bit more of Ruki's storyline with her father? Kind of not means just... who doesn't exist? Yeah, kind of just not pulling it out. I'd... The ep- I think it was 46, or no, not 46, 45, where we first got any mention of her father, basically. Father's irrelevant, though. The primary story is between her and her mom, because they're not, because they're such different people. I know, but just, like, not bringing it in in episode 45. Well, the fact is that, like, the issue was not that her father was mentioned. It was that he was mentioned in a context that it sounded like it was really important to the way that she identified herself. And mm. the way she talked about, you know, I think that, you know, the way I, I see my father really shaped me. And we're all like, we don't know what that is because you've never mentioned it before and he's never shown up. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I'd appreciate if they mentioned it earlier on what that is or what her relationship with her father is. It doesn't have to be important. It can just be like maybe like a three-minute discussion with her grandmother or even Renamon or no, something. I thought everything needed to be that. Or a I flashback. Think, I think we could have taken that line out entirely and replaced it with, I didn't want to be like my mother. 
Yes, or yeah. So I didn't want to wear dresses, and I, so I put on pants because I hated my. I thought I hated my mother, but I actually don't. I love no, my mother. If the line is that you're trying to go for is, you know, I may. I one time I thought I wanted to be a boy. I don't remember what it was. I, one time I thought I was a boy for a while. Yeah. If that that could be a direct response to her mother is hyper feminine as a model, and she wanted to be the opposite of yeah, that. Yeah, and because but she's she realized, rejecting it. Yeah. She realized she can be somewhere in the middle. She can have that development. The fact that it mentions her dad at all is just totally confusing. Mm. But no, back to the point. It, it would have been better with jury if they introduced her quite earlier as a character rather than just this is a girl she's quite weird if you think about she it she has a digimon now when did Ju- okay when jury was around since like episode one mm-hmm. but her story didn't begin like for reals as in like she didn't become a major part of the story until leomon died yes which is she incorrect. was they were together yep. a comedy act yep. until the moment he died yeah she was basically following him, him around and him warming to her sort of and then all of a sudden he died, and guess what? Jury actually has plot, I guess. I feel like I like how they're making the two females quite important to the story. Well, yeah, but, like... <sighs> I just feel like they missed out on a lot of stuff. I guess, to be fair, they are more important to the story than the primary male protagonist is upset that he got them a hairpin that he, that they didn't like. Yeah. Oh, how about, how about this? We take out Kazu and Kenta, and maybe even Ryo... And then we just, we give all those episodes we gave to Kazu or Kenta or Ryo, we give them the jury. Kazu and Kenta can still be there as the friends. They can be like the dorky friends. They don't go to the digital world. They just, oh, they, have just a, they don't need Digimon. They, they just have that, because the episode where Takai says, I'm a tamer, and Kazu and Kenta say, you are lying to us. That's fine. I yeah. like that. That's that's fine. They didn't need to become tamers. No. Especially not Kenta. Well, I mean, Kazu didn't need it either, but at least he had a moment. Mm. Kenta stood there and a Digimon rained from the sky at him. The only good thing that Kenta does is makes Kazu and his partnership with Gajamon better. I guess. Well, or less bad. <laughs> I guess. Look... Actually, you know what? I just thought of something. And what? I guess you should feel free to cut this out later because it is technically try spoilers. But I just... Well, just, just, just say try spoilers. Just say okay, the, it is, this is try spoilers. So skip forward like 30 seconds for chapter. I don't, I don't know if it's two or three. So let's go. I think it's I think it's two. So here's the thing, right? You've got like this this female character who's not really the main character or anything at all. Yeah. And they've got this, they're, they've got this like, um, they've, you know, they're around and they've got this kind of like sidekick cat Digimon character and that's fine and then Leomon dies and it turns out that one that she was part of the, she was like the uh, antagonist the whole time hmm. it's, it's really really distinct but it turns out that Leomon being murdered is really how they like to reveal villains yeah yeah that was that was chapter two by the way yeah <laughs> no that's basically that's how you become a bad guy it's like in wrestling how do you become a bad guy you, you hurt Edwin yeah you hurt the, the adorable tiny very small ref that that's how you show I'm a bad guy. So I beat up the small ones. It's it's you kill Leomon and Digimon. You are a, you, congratulations. You are bad now. <laughs> I would kill Leomon every time. He's so killable. It turns out his chest is made of paper. But what if Lotmon evolved into Leomon and he was your partner? Would you still kill Leomon? Lotmon would not evolve into Leomon. That makes no sense at all. He does. He doesn't. I think he does in the cards. Well, he the does cards somewhere. aren't correct. He does somewhere, I'm pretty sure. That's why I said that your Lotmon... Evolves into Antiramon. It's right there. No, your Lotmon bi-merges with you to be Bancho Leomon. Bancho Leomon's a different guy. You're a different guy. Yeah, I know. I am. It's true. What rating do you give this episode? Um, I guess at best I'd give it a 7, because I did like the dad bits, and the fighting was fine, if not super interesting, and... 
I respect the gumption of the we will design this ship and then it will realize it so we don't have to actually build it. Mm. But at the same time, I don't know, the episode had a lot of problems and I complained about a lot of them, but I can't blame this episode for the rest of the series not building it perfectly. So it's I can't really give it less than a seven. Um this yeah. is strange because we agree on both these episodes. I also would say this is a seven and mainly because of the dad bit. I really like that bit. It was sweet. Yeah. And without it, I think it would have been only a six again, same as the last episode. But no, it, didn't, it made a seven. It didn't ruin any of the previous episodes like the last one did. This one was be- definitely a step up from the last episode. Like my opinions? Generally correct. What was the major difference that you noticed? Uh, the big it's definitely they removed the discussion of fate from the flashback like mm. at the beginning and made it that she had a very reasonable memory of what her dad was so when he's sad in the memory and it and he just says sad stuff mm. then when they see him being sad it's not actually incompatible with the way that you know he would be remembered that was accurate rather than him being like cold and harsh that's what it really should have been compared to and so that really ruins the nightmare and it sort of takes away from where jury's coming from no that that was the main difference i noticed as well i mean there was that great line about moment high that's an irritating thing to say yeah. but that that's not so much as a change it's a funny line and i guess it was also the the duke mon's wish was less aggressive i guess i forgot there was one other thing that was a legitimate change what was it is that when shibumi celebrates when the granny realizes he whacks the black dude whose name i don't remember on the back of the head and in the english they take the hitting sound out really so that and the guy says a line like whoa watch out like he'd missed mm. so that he didn't actually hit him wow i did not notice that part that that's weird mm. I guess it's because I was pretty much like, okay, the episode's done now. No, I totally paid attention yeah. because I always do. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. Even at two times speed. You're, yeah, I know. You're very efficient. <laughs> and what did you think about this episode compared to your obnoxious synopsis pr- predictions? I said, I don't know what's going to happen, and I don't know what will annoy me. So you know what? I didn't know. And I couldn't possibly... I watched it, and I was like, am I going to feel really stupid? There are times where I've watched, and I've looked at the name of the episode, and I've gone, you know what? I probably could have called that. And this time, I would never... They they explained what the, why it was called the Granny, and I was like, okay, the horse of Siegfried. I don't know who that is. I, I appreciated the explanation, though, because kids wouldn't know. I don't know. I mean, I still don't get it, and they did explain it. And, like, it's not... That wasn't really key to the episode, either. The the show... The episode wasn't about the ship. The episode was about the dad. I don't have any overall discussion for this week. I guess, what are your thoughts on Granny being, like, a mount? Because we've never really seen a mount being not actually a Digimon. It's just pointless. I don't know. It could... It made him kind of fly. But here's the problem with that. He has ranged weapons. He doesn't need to fly. But now he can, because he's a knight. Yeah, but, like, Dukemon didn't need to fly to hit the eyeball. He just shoots the laser beam out of his shield. It'll be fine. It's just, honestly, this is the most, like, we're selling you a toy moment I've seen in this There's entire episode. There's not a granny toy. I can't believe that. That's unbelievable. Or if there is, I've never seen one. There might be a little tiny minifigure of it, but there's no actual granny toy. Have you ever tried to find one? I think I have, and I didn't find one. I would one. be interested to look it up. I don't think there's a granny toy. I think that there are definitely cards, and I don't want you to look it up just in case you see any spoilers for for Digimon, it, just in case there are. Okay, fine. Well, no, How many there... spoilers could there be? 
for th- three episodes worth. There are no granny toys from a quick internet search. Wow, all right, fair so, enough. So, no, they're not trying to sell a toy, or if they did, they forgot. That's what it looks like, is all I'm saying. For screenshot of the week this week, I have this cl- uh, this like screenshot of Kazu smiling, and it just like... He's, the smile's too big for his face, and it just kind of doesn't look right. And it just reminds me of, like, an old episode of The Simpsons whenever Bart had that wide, teethy smile. Oh, I saw that one, right. No, that's it was very strange, and I don't know why, but it, it cracked me up. What about you? My one, because it killed me, and it's just it's because just it's so strange. It was, like, this random picture of, like, Windows 98, I guess it's interpretation, mm-hmm. and it was a file transfer, and it was listed from digital world to real world. No, that, that was funny. <laughs> that makes no sense! What, what is the computer doing? It's, it's sending it from the digital world to the real world, duh. How does that computer send it into the sky over there? Uh, the plot, I guess. How do, why was Windows... They didn't have enough RAM to do this. The hardware, like, look at this stupid picture. It's, it's, it's got a percentage bar. Now translating. I think that's so funny. Yeah. I love how there's a location listed in the computer called Real World. Yeah, as opposed to the fake world. Yeah, the digital one. That's why I always thought it was weird that the digital one call it the digital world, because they don't think of it that way. They think of that as the real world, because that's what's real to them, or they should. If we found out right now that we lived in a dream, Snake Eater, and then huh. <laughs> and then we were all teleported to... It was like the Matrix, right? And you teleport somewhere else, and they're told, like, well, this is the real world. You'd go to yourself, I don't know, I'd call this something else, because the real world, to me, is what I lived in. Yeah. I don't necessarily believe your story, because I always thought this was real. For the Digimon that were introduced this week, we... We had Justimon and we have Granny. It's not kind of, sort of a Digimon, sort of maybe. Doesn't count. We're not talking about it. What do we think about Justimon? It's, it's a common rider. It's it's such a common rider, and it's weird because like, and I know what you're talking about. You're asking me about the design, essentially, but he's so pointless. I like him. In the same way as Ryo was totally pointless in the digital world, he showed up now. Yeah, he was helpful, but he was only helpful in a manner that made everyone else look weak because at the end of the day, the bad guy was defeated due to an application of punching. And so you go, I don't know, couldn't the other guys have just punched harder and you don't have to introduce this other Digimon? Because the reason Ryo was introduced was to make people who played the game be like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah, it was an Easter egg. But the problem with that Easter egg is that if you knew who he was, you began to resent it because the show clearly didn't respect any of that backstory. At the same time, he's not part of Tamers necessarily, in the sense that he shows up, but they're not taking any ownership of this character in the sense that they're not going to do anything with him. He shows up out of nowhere, he's not explained at all because they assume you know who he is already, and then they can't do anything definitive with him because what if he gets used in a game later? But when you do that, like you put it, they put him in weird situations. They put him inside Cybertron with Millennium on, which is the absolute last thing this character would want to do. Yeah, no, good point. It's I didn't think of him being part of Millennium on until this week, and also a message that made me think about it. But no, even if they addressed it, sort of, it's just slightly annoying that they didn't mention it. But also, I can understand why they wouldn't because of the maybe most people didn't play the games, but then for the few who do play the games who you should be catering for saying oh this is like a special in joke for the people who are really into digimon and all of a sudden there's just something that would not make sense to them no i completely agree Look, with is, you. This, is this a love letter to the games in which case don't do it have a moment where they where they're like why don't you buy a merch and rio just goes i really don't want to do that and just have like a moment that's fine 
And if it's not a love letter to the games, why is he here? Just don't put him in the show. It wouldn't have made any difference. He's a waste of time. Mm. And so no thoughts on Granny? What's there to say? He's pretty. It's, it's a fighter jet. He reminds me of a Digimon from a later season called Sparrowmon. Sure, why not? I, I like think Sparrowmon. I've seen the... It's just a plane. He's just Starscream. I don't know. I like him. You're allowed. For Postmon Pap this week, I'm going to make Jay read because my eyes are tired. Oh, that's a big one. That's, that's an iTunes It's review. an iTunes review from uh, Tilicus, which is great. I was going to pronounce it L as, an, as a T the first time I tried to read it, so granted I didn't. Uh, they're from Denmark. This is from the 11th of October. We're, we're, we're behind. <laughs> and um, it's entitled The Best Digimon Podcast, and it's five stars, and oh, it's really nice to see. Um and they say that when the Digimon fandom resurgence happened around the release of Try, I, like many others, went on a hunt for fun and informative Digimon podcast. Yay! Uh, I went through everything I could find, liking some, having problem with others, until I finally found Lost in Translation one. Today, this is the only Digimon podcast I follow. That's really nice. You know what? There are other ones really, really good. We'll recommend the, recommend the Moncast and Freshers for Digimon later. Um, and, and, and also, Podigis was great. I love them. Thank you for soldiering through the opening episodes. <laughs> Which I understand were difficult for some people. Um, yeah, people t- did not like you. <laughs> uh, that's okay. That's fair enough. Um, so the two hosts are a delight. Always coming up with funny jokes or insights without getting off track. Oh well, you don't listen to the first thirty minutes. We don't air. Yeah, um, that's that's why we that's why we edit the podcast because otherwise every episode would be so much longer <laughs> because we just talk about nothing for the first like bit and then during the episode as well. It's just. Yeah, editing is hard when we go off topic. So likewise, the balance between May's unbridled nerdy joy and Jay's reluctant newbie snark makes for a tone that is friendly uh, for less hardcore fans who may not remember every little detail, but still appreciate the franchise. Also, despite the apparent focus on the comparing the sub and dub, the clear separation between the versions that this approach creates actually makes the podcast easier to listen to as someone who didn't grow up with the English dubbed version. Um, since added or altered elements are clearly explained and not assumed to be common knowledge. This makes it much easier to follow along watching the Japanese version while giving some knowledge of the dub that makes it easier to understand English language fandom. Even if you're not that interested in sub-dub comparisons, I highly recommend the podcast, especially to Laugh Digimon fans. We really appreciate that. That's a really good iTunes review. Thank you. I never really thought about that... uh... Well, we do have a few listeners who grew up on what wasn't the English dub, and that's why other Digimon podcasts aren't as appealing to them, is because they didn't grow up with the English dub, so they don't have this nostalgia for it. Just, I don't know, it's really nice. It's really nice. <laughs> um, it's, it's so nice that people write us reviews. Um, we, we, we also have emails and stuff too, which we will also get to right now. And we got one from Frost Magic, and they say that they always hated Alice. Thank you. Um, because why can't they just evolve in the real world? Um, they read a fan fiction once where they uh, corrected this by saying that since they had been in the digital world, they were still partially data and they could evolve. Um, which was better than a random girl showing up with a random dog and maybe the girl was a ghost but and maybe the dog exploded and died. But he's also a ghost now. Who knows? Um, as much as Kazu and Gajamon becoming partners sucked, at least they play off each other really well. And that's true. Gajamon says some good lines. You could have given those lines to Terriamon. It would have been fine. Nothing <laughs> would have changed. I did. I watched the whole thing. That's like the only thing there that Gajamon ever said that like I don't think anyone else could have said. Mm. And even then, you know what? If Kazu had been in the digital world with... If Kazu, had been in the digital, Kazu and Kenta had been right there and Kenta had walked off... Right, mm-hmm. you could have had the same moment. I don't know. It doesn't. If you, I don't think that he should become a tamer just to make a joke. 
Um, it's awesome how Jay figured out Justimon was Ryo because of the scarf. Uh, it's the trope of the hero scarf, annoying that Ryo could biomerge. Uh, there were another fanfiction that went into detail about how his feelings uh, by emerging with a Digimon that was half Millenniumon, and it was intense and interesting. Yeah, that's what I was talking about before. Mm. When Ryo, if Ryo was suggested to biomerge, he should be really, really unhappy about the idea of it because the bad guy from every game is in there. Yeah, he was the big bad for the Wonderspawn games, which is something that should be conflicting, but isn't. Why yeah. not? Um, and then when the D-Reaper first shows up... Uh, it is in the puppet since the puppet is talking and Jury's mouth isn't moving. I did not notice that, and that is terrifying. No, but she's a ventriloquist. That always happens. No, but the, her mouth was moving earlier in the show, right? I don't. I don't know. I don't think it was. But also, a lot of the time, she's like popping around corners, mm. um, or it focuses on the face of it, so it's hard to I tell. I got the fruit. Bark, bark. <laughs> um, we got one from SP who says that Takata's thought. Um, before bio-merging, was meant to show him being appreciative of the adventure he got and how he had fun and to show his appreciation he's have um, he's saving the world. It's not the deepest character moment, but it's better than Jen's since his growth was shown off. Uh, to, uh, you know, since Jen's growth didn't happen on screen. Um, and But Takata's moment was really, I'm having a great time. This is really... Everyone else is having these like really deep, introspective fair, it's moments. it's so pure. Yeah, and Takata's like, this is the best. But he's, he's meant to be, like, you know, the viewer, basically. Yeah. He's, he's the Digimon fan. Um, further, seeing the D-Reaper jury play with Dakota's mind is upsetting, and it's less upsetting when it's just the D-Reaper. Mm. It's much more... It's so much more upsetting when it's a person who was originally his friend and now is being awful, mm. and now and to, it became, like, it's a robot that's just, like, it doesn't really get it. Ugh. I don't know. I think that the way they've, they've handled it wasn't perfect, but obviously they want her to survive, so whatever. Uh, they said that the fight scenes are better than an adventure since it adds the perspective of the kids actually fighting. You know, I'm not really... I think maybe in the sense that they card slash or in the sense yeah. that they're inside the, the, the robot bodies. But at least the kids aren't just staying there going, yeah, go, do the thing. But I don't think that's what makes it more interesting. I think what makes it more interesting is that generally they are not... What's not they don't generally attack... By yelling out the name of their attack, playing an animation, then cutting to the bad guy getting hit by the animation. They they seem to be getting in contact with each other. They do a lot more kicking and punching, and then moves get done to the side. How many times when WarGreymon hit things... I can only really think of um, when he killed Metal Snakemon... A metal, Ed- Cedra- metal Cedramon. Cedramon. Not Adramon. Adramon's too good. <laughs> I can like every other time he just Gaia Force at whatever he was fighting. I can't really think of much time oh, many when, times when he actually when, was fighting. When he sliced through Machine Dramon, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. No, Machine Dramon. No, he, he also sliced through Metal Cedramon. I, I remember he, metal... he, sli- he he says he sliced him like an onion because he actually cuts oh, me- a Machine Dramon in that. half and sort of like his body starts sliding off because he de-evolved a Coromon and then like mm. he like the body of Machine Dramon just starts sliding off. <laughs> Because it's metal, it's funny. I guess, but that was that's always sort of like the end of the fight. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's that's more why they're more interesting because I don't the kids aren't necessary and part of that fight to make it interesting. If you took them out, I don't think the fights in adventure would get less interesting mm. except at the beginning with the card slashes. Mm. Remember that how that was really cool and I gave that a lot of praise and how it doesn't happen at all anymore and it was it's way more. It was, yeah. The first ten episodes had great fighting. They oh just, yeah. They just forgot about it because who cares? No, they had, no. I did enjoy the first few episodes. How it was always like oh, especially with Rookie, she was always using card slashes and now she just doesn't really that much and do you have any information on alice is she a ghost we've covered this yeah we covered this earlier she's i don't know she's probably a ghost 
Um, from Kyalone on Tumblr, we got, uh, always thought that the implication was that after Jury Reaper's... Reappears? Reaff- <laughs> you know what? Reaper is used in the show. Yeah. When she reappears from behind the rock and has weird eyes, she isn't possessed, but has been replaced with the D-Reaper agent, which is sort of what we discussed before. And the real Jury never went home with everyone, but, uh, and was, um, in the dome the whole time. So I didn't think about this until I read this message from Kyalone, so thank you, because that's why I now believe that, because I never thought that that was the implication, but after reading that, no, that that seems like that's possibly what happened, because it makes more sense than just, oh, she somehow switched at some point. So thank you. Did I come up with that independently, or did you lead me to, to that discussion? I, I, I led you to it, because okay. I, I'm now in belief of what Kyalone says, that's a I, I think it's pretty spot on. Fair enough. We got one from IRL Yuya, who says that it's it's cool that Rookie is probably trans, which you asked me why that is the case, and I, I postulated that when she says the line, I you know, I can't believe I once thought I was I would I was a boy, rather than her thinking that she was simply quite masculine, rather perhaps she was assigned male at birth and the things had changed. Yeah. I think. That's my understanding. See, I, I never, I never thought about that, but no, that's it is possible that Rookie's either is, is non-binary in some way, whether Rookie is a trans man or trans woman. It's it could be either way because in one way she says that she never really wanted to be a boy, and another way she does sort of reject that was femininity. The line. Uh, femininity and she doesn't want to wear the pink fluffy dresses that her mum shows her so she could be non-binary in, in either way and I never really thought about that so that that's pretty cool um, and the the next line I'm not sure this is communicated directly oh, um, uh, they say that it's cool to realize that somebody from their childhood is similar to they are oh okay yeah. I thought it was somebody realizing you know their identity in childhood okay thank you for clarifying <laughs> Um, and we go on from an anonymon who says that, uh, which asks, which Atmon would each of you have and why? Well, there's not really an app, like an Atmon for it, but I would really like the Fitbit app, which actually, actually Messono Jean Herald drew for me and it's pretty baller and I'll, I'll add that in the show notes. It's pretty cool. But as for the existing ones, I really like Wizamon as in Weathermon. It's yeah. like a dog cat thing in a cloud and I love him. And also he, he, um... App links with Rocketmon to become Weather Jaramon, and that's super cool. I will give you the only good answer to this question. I know. I, I would I bet take I know. the banking app. Really? I thought you'd do Perorimon. No, I want the banking app because <laughs> just scam people. I wouldn't be scamming people. I thought you said you want Perorimon. Banks aren't people. Okay. <laughs> they have insurance. They'll just miss a bunch of money, and then I'll have a bunch of money. And then they'll get their insurance and everyone will be happy, except for the insurance companies. But screw them, because they hurt old people. I, th- I honestly thought you said as, Perorimon. As, yeah. as far as the ones that are in the show, uh, Perorimon's awesome. But yeah. I think that if you would actually think about it, I'm like banking up every time. No, that, that's fair enough. Um, on Twitter, we got one from Frost Magic who says, who shared with us some pretty cool card slash tutorials from a comic of how to do card slashes with the main three it's characters. It's so cool. I so want wait, this is comic. It, is it, wait, hold on. Is it like do the actions? Yep. Okay. It's super cool. And they want a vine of me doing her card slash animation. Yeah. In cosplay. But too bad. Vine's dying. <laughs> Soon Rest enough. in peace. I, I, if I get a rookie cosplay by the time Vine is still around, sure, why not? Um, you need a pineapple head. I'll just put a pineapple on my head. It's fine. 
Uh, you, like you cut the, you have to cut the top of the pineapple and just like put that on your head. Yeah. Um, on Facebook, we got one from Quad who says that Alphamon is great, which I don't get yet, but I will eventually. And did you know that Dobermon was a design contest winner? And yes, I did. And I'm, I think we discussed that. I, I think I mentioned it vaguely in the last episode. Or, but if I didn't, yeah, I, I am aware it's another one of those draw a Digimon and send it in for the design. It was just a picture of their dog. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. This is my Digimon. And they were like, well, we only got one entrant, so I guess it wins. And, but, on... and, and that's fine. That That's a reason for Dobermon to be there. No reason for Alice to be there. They were like, we really need to put this Digimon in somewhere. Oh God, what do we do? But um, I'm fine with them using the Digimon to you know, be carrying the Holy Beast's power. That's fine. Alice should, should not. Um, and on With the Will from Digigogglehead Boy, Digigoggle Boy, they say, thanks for another awesome episode. You're welcome. I hope this episode is aw- awesome as well. I assume I they're talking about the last episode, or this one, but it could have been any of them. I just hope we do lots of awesome episodes, and I hope they're all good. <laughs> no, this is the last one. Every other episode after this is going to be terrible. <laughs> Alright everybody, join us for the next episode of Keijo, Shadow of the Beast King. Or the power to save Jury. Wait, is Leomon coming back? I don't know. Is Leomon coming back? I think he is. Uh, And the D-Reaper's Feast. Or destruction of the capital, Kulamon's Wish. Which number? This is 48, 49? Yes. So there are 51 episodes? Yes. Okay. And then we have to watch the movie. Oh, come on! It's okay. It's about trains. Is it set after or is it a... Set after. That's why I'm watching it after. So is it is it like is it like um, Serenity where it's like a conclusion or is it a random side story? It's it's. Is there any conclusion to Tamers? Well, there are fifty-one episodes. You'd hope so, but we'll, we'll get Apparently to that. Apparently not. We'll get to that. Jury story will get concluded. No one else's. Definitely not Takato's. Hopefully she doesn't die. Takato doesn't have a story. He's just happy to be there. She can't die. There's the power to save her right there. For Weekly Wonders this week, I've been listening to Pandora. That's not my Weekly Wonder, but I've been listening to Pandora. And every day it's been playing me actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. And Shia LaBeouf. honestly, quite sick of it. But it's fine. <laughs> no, you're not. It's I hadn't song. actually heard the, that song. I just knew about the meme several years ago and I only heard the song... Like, a year or two ago, because the only version I'd previously known was the Microsoft Sam text-to-speech one. Actual cannibal, Shia, Liebauf. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so back to what I'm, what I'm actually plugging. So that's done by a bloke called Rob Cantor, and he's also done a song called Christian Bale, Is That Your Party?, which is quite funny. And then when I was looking it up to show Jay, I found that he also does a video where he sings a song, his own original song called Perfect, and he does it in the voices of 29 celebrities. And it's pretty amazing. Like, you see a lot of impression videos on YouTube, and some of them are kind of like, kind of, yeah, sounds like that. No, this guy is just spot on with all of his, and it's kind of like, it almost sounds at some point that they've just grabbed the actor's or celebrity's or character or whatever's voice and put it over like, it's his lip syncing it, but it's not. It's real and it's scary. What's also important, I guess, is that he's a mid, tw- late 20s, maybe early 30s yeah. bearded man. And he transitions from, like, the, you know, the impressions that people do Christopher Walken, Peter Griffin, Kermit the Frog, down to, like, Britney Spears and Shakira and Gwen Stefani. The Gwen Stefani one is the best. And they're unbelievable. If you closed your eyes, you wouldn't. It, it's this kind of sound you. Can't even imagine coming from a person that looks like this. It's mm. really, really impressive, no, his range. Like, oh, it's amazing. I'm not sure how he does it, but just check it out. It's I can. It's hard to describe how amazing it is. It's just, wow. 
What's yours? Mine is uh, the new episode of the Attitude Era podcast came out. The, it's not doing that? The increasingly, the increasingly misnamed Attitude Era podcast. Because basically they were a podcast that covered the Attitude Era, which is a three years in wrestling, which it was the be- when wrestling was at its most popular, and but for women, good reason. Not for women, though. Women. Oh my god, it was bad for women. I cannot watch any women's matches from the Attitude Era. Oh, you, you could. No, no I have to mute it because when, the commentators no, are terrible. Oh, you're right, you're right, See, you're right. The, no, the, no the, rest- the one commentator is terrible. The wrestling for the women's is, can be fine. Like, they have their bra and panties match and they have the mud fight matches. Mm. But sometimes they'll have matches with really talented wrestlers who aren't just strippers, basically, and they're wrestling, and then the commentators are just no, ruining it. No, it's just Jerry. Yeah, and he's saying, oh, I'd like to take them to bed, or who would, hey, who would you, who would you rather go to bed with? Like, or the, or You're being saying, very polite about what they say. Yeah, because it's a podcast. <laughs> it's a clean podcast. Ooh, puppies! Yeah, and saying, oh, are the puppies going to, oh, don't bring, don't take away the puppies. So and He's talking about their memories. Yeah, so they, they finished the Attitude Era with WrestleMania 17, and then we're like, well, well you know, we're done with the Attitude Era. What are we going to do? And they came back after, like, like, quite a while, like six months, I think. And they started, and they go, it's ten years later, WrestleMania 27. Um, let's go from there. And turns out, women's wrestling's not doing so well back then either. It only got good in the last two years. In the last few months. No, the last two years. Some t- uh, in NXT. I'm, well, yeah, but if, like... If, if, if we're not including NXT, it's been like the last few months. When they stopped comparing women to butterflies. No, when they stopped call, when they stopped saying the women's revolution is happening, they stopped talking about it and just let it happen. Yeah, but then they still had the butterfly on the belt for a year <laughs> after that happened, and you're, they're still saying, "Oh, they're just like butterflies, aren't they cute?" I'm like, no, these are these are athletes, and they're very strong. When they brought all the amazing women's wrestlers into the division, and then they wouldn't let any of them have singles matches, everyone. It was constant nine-person tag matches. And then we never let the beautiful, gorgeous Paige do anything. And now she's suspended forever. Yeah, because she keeps on missing out on her um, wellness checks. So yeah, the Antidote Podcast is a really good show. Mm -hmm. It's run by these Irish guys who are really funny. I think one of them's British, but whatever. Um, And yeah, they're really good and they, they cover wrestling and... I don't know if you if you've ne- and if you've never liked wrestling before sorry if you've never been into wrestling before one of the hosts also does a thing called how to wrestling which in which he explains to his girlfriend all about wrestling from beginning to end and she becomes a big fan in the process it's kind of like this show except it's- the opposite and I never became a big fan and you hate it even more <laughs> that's you know what no honestly my distaste for Digimon has softened but thanks for, to Tamers but a thanks to Tamers and Atmon and Atmon yeah and try but also like just due to opposite obligation because yeah. you know what i think i gave i gave digimon a lot of crap in the original part of the show but at the same time i knew tamers was going to was supposedly meant to be quite good and it has been comparatively quite good it has it has significant problems though like in um, the first episode you watched this week and you said and you you've you've always said that you know you thought tamers is a bit overrated it, it is and i think people I, say it's the best thing ever you know it's though? not it i has can problems. see where that comes from because the opening is so strong and then it falls off. Mm. So if your impression of Tamers is all the beginning of Tamers or the big middle part, or maybe if the ending is really good and you forget all about the crap, you know, mm. joining parts, I can understand how you might feel that way. Um, that said, you said you like the next couple seasons. I'm fe- I feel trepidatious about them um, mm. because well, they're the ones that a lot of the fandom kind of dropped off from watching as a kid. And the ones that did watch it really like Frontier. And I think 
Savers is really, really underrated. And but, I liked Cross Wars a lot. A lot of people didn't, though. So I'm worried about you with Cross Wars because it's very, I'm um, like childish-ish, but it's really enjoyable. What, what, I'm unha- what I'm unhappy about is I do not like being introduced to characters that I enjoy and then, okay, they're gone forever now. Bye. You know what? At least with, with Zero Two, they were like, you know what? We're showing you new characters, but the ones you like, they're over there. We'll check in with them occasionally. Mm. They're not gone. And then they said, we we'll try. Okay, that was a mistake. Back to those characters. <laughs> um, in fact, those new ones you didn't like, we killed them. Don't it's worry somewhere. about it. somewhere. Who cares? Um, but with, with Tamers, I'm aware, the ones I like out of this, I like Takato, I like Gilman, I like Terrimon. We're never seeing them ever again. They're gone. The fandom's been screaming and kicking their legs around for a Tamers season two for years. I'd be on board with it. <laughs> It'll be called the Digimon Trimers. Oh my god. <laughs> Die on a stove. <laughs> <laughs> Just rotate the fire. It's okay, I, p- I posted that on our, t- on our Twitter feed, so if I'm, so... It will make sense to people who don't listen to the unedited version. Uh, it's just Cabbage Digi and Octopus Digi. <laughs> Look, Digi Digi. <laughs> just rotate the fire slowly. Okay. So that's pretty much it, I guess. We'll stop talking about nothing forever. And you can find Podcast link- stops for the day. <laughs> it's dying on a fire. Sorry, can I tell you where that comes from? No. Yeah. Yes, you can. <laughs> So, um, the super best friends are doing a playthrough of Omicron, the Nomad Soul. It's like the worst game they've ever played. And as it went along, the title began to change. Mm-hmm. But halfway through, it, start, it stopped being super best friends play Omicron. and started being super best friends suffer through po- uh, mm-hmm. Omicron. Then, about five episodes ago, they have this like animated intro. Mm-hmm. And it would go like, it has this little song and it plays an animation. And then, just about halfway through, it just it just cuts to black screen with white text that says, we play Om- We continue to play Omicron now. That's and cute. then the ending cut off, and, and it was it just said no more Omicron today. <laughs> and now it's been a couple more episodes, and they've started to things start to get misspelled in the intro, so in the in the title, and the intro doesn't even black text anymore. It cuts straight to a video of one of those monkeys with the symbols that was really creepy. <laughs> it's starting to go really nuts. You can find the link dump linked in the description, and please check out Cheesai's latest animation, which will be linked in the description as well. Check it out five times. You can also find our screenshots of the week and our weekly wonders, which are also linked in the description. And you can contact us and stay updated. You can email us at lostintranslation1 at gmail.com, or you can comment on this episode or message us on SoundCloud. You can follow us at Translation1 on Twitter and on Vine, and you can find us on Lost in Translation on Tumblr, Facebook, and YouTube. We have a discussion thread on With The Will and a Reddit thread in the Digimon subreddit. And we'd really, really appreciate it if you were to review us on iTunes and or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to the podcast. And thank you to our Patreon supporters, Sam Krieger, who has a podcast called The Moncast, which talks about Pokemon and Digimon, Wu Chinglong, who you can find at twitch.tv forward slash Wu Chinglong, Metal Mamimon, Joe, Anime Guy, who is Anime Guy Kurosaki and the number one on YouTube, Chakmon, Ishpo Bamba, Hiro Alato, who is at Hiro Alato on Twitter, Jason Morosky, at Frostmoragic, <laughs> Sorry, Frostmoragic, who is at Frostmoragic on Twitter. Stephen Reeves, who is at Wildwing64 on Twitter. Kaidawashi, Mac, Noam, Riku, Red and Garen from Breakfast of Digimon, which is another Digimon podcast. Also, I've noticed that Red started to speak to us in our Slack channel, Yay! which is cool. Um, Chisai, who you can follow at Chisai236 on Tumblr. Corey and Kyle. You can also make a one-off donation to the podcast on PayPal, which we found linked in the description. It's paypal.me slash Make sure to let us know it's for the podcast. And yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye! Bye.